The nervous system is a complicated and unknowable beast, responsible for communication between your body and brain, and capable of sending you into an anxiety spiral at the drop of a hat just for funsies. Lucky for you, after both learning about the nervous system various times throughout our lives and retaining nothing, we finally lock that knowledge down and we are here to bestow our hard-earned wisdom upon you. Using the traditional Umbrella Mobile teaching model, Grace takes you on a ride down the nervous system 101 and explains what it is, how it works, and why you should care about it. Meanwhile, Kristen does her very best to derail the conversation with a bunch of her penis talk and lobster facts, making this a true main podcast. Because of the lobsters, not the penis stuff, grow up. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather. Weirds of a nervous about the nerve system oh well, did you end up finding uh any listener questions or no that got i did not i deleted it i'm sorry i wish should, i wasn't should we just make them up well i wanted to say where ross wants to know no. i'll i'll do i'll 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 post more warm-up questions okay in this week's polls okay that's sorry. too bad R.I.P. I'm, I'm sorry listeners i'm sorry that's why you never delete things. I was like on a deleting spree and I deleted it. Well, damn it. Do you have a warm up question for us okay. in its place? Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Hold and while on. you're. Oh, oh, I think I had it. I put it for the other one. I put it for the bagel bite. Won't we need one for the bagel bite? Yeah, but I'll have plenty of time to think of another one. <laughs> so you say. All right. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, um, while you're doing that first, should we just get right into it? Introduce the pod? Yeah. The little potty? Yes. Potter's potties. Please. No, this isn't Potter's <laughs> Not <today>. potties. <laughs> Psych, you guys wish. Uh, this is Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Kristen. And we're here. And here we are. I have a warm up question. Okay. What is a recurrent dream that you have? recurring dream a recurring dream it can occur recurring means more than once yes so at least twice okay yeah i know the definition okay uh, I just i'm familiar it. with the term <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know i always wake up i have these very vivid dreams mm-hmm. and i feel like they're so vivid as i'm waking up and i'm like wow i'm gonna remember that forever <laughs> that was such a vivid dream <laughs> and then literally a minute later it's completely left my brain oh, so the same 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 yeah the one I have the most that I remember, it's in, I always remember my anxiety dreams. Mm. I have forgotten to do like some sort of assignment and it's due that day. And I've Yikes. forgotten. It's usually like a dissertation of some sort. How did I forget to do my dissertation? How did you forget? How this, did I forget? This whole year and a half right? that you had, you just this totally huge forgot. huge project. Yep. Oh, you know one I used to have all the time when I was waitressing? I'm sure if you've served out there, you can relate to this. I would have a dream that I like forgot 
table whatever's like Pepsi because oh, like, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, where it's like seeping into my brain at night right. because I really did forget table seven's Pepsi. Right. But and now you like, remember <gasps> the Pepsi. No. <laughs> yeah. So I still will have those sometimes, even though I haven't served in a very long time. Yeah. I've like, never li- written a dissertation before, um, but I still have those dreams. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> or, or some sort of big like you know, six month to a year long project that I just have forgotten. You just totally forgot. For months at a time. And then they're like, it's due today. And you're like, oh, oh I don't fuck. I, I'm going to need some extra time on that dissertation. Can I get a one week extension? <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> what's going on uh, Kristen and I have been together for like four hours four now hours. we've been talking for four hours straight which is stupid and we do it every time right and, and then we're like oh my god we have a podcast to record we have to go now talk for like we th- have to, three more three more hours. hours and yet we do it every week yep and I wouldn't change it we're always like next it's, time we should save all our all our talks our talks save the talks for the pod where you talk it's our job to talk. It's not our job. We elected ourselves for this it, position. It's an elected we, position. Yeah, yeah. it's elected a hobby. <laughs> yeah, but our hobby is that we come here and talk a bunch. So I don't know why we do that. Probably because we can't it's help our it. our process. We have ADHD. And I don't think people should judge us for our own process. Yeah, so stop judging us, guys. <laughs> Cut it out. It's our artistic process. Right. It needs to happen. Trust the process and we gotta, we'll get it done. We got to get all our talks out because you know what? The good thing is there's always more talks on, it, on the way right behind it. A surplus. It's like a shark's, shark's teeth. There's always another set back there. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many animal facts today. I'm pumped. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're not doing an animal podcast, but that Bummer. won't stop Kristen from having a bunch of animal facts because today we're doing an ADHD learning corner and we're going to be talking about the nervous system. Bam, bam, bam. Woo! Woo! I'm nervous. <laughs> That'll be the little like sound effect. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Kristen is going to artfully tie that into how lobsters don't have brains. Yeah. But before we get into the nervous system, I don't have a little accomplishment but i want you to go first so i can think of a little accomplishment. okay so you have, you've accomplished so many things too many to pick my little accomplishment oh, we need to do the song first oh shit okay where are our heads man all right ready little accomplishments but big in our hearts at least one of us is carrying the team my god but i'm if i'm lagging were... but yeah if it were just you we we would never be here no um, <laughs> that'd be weird why are you recording your own podcast I in my mean, home my little accomplishment yeah getting on track here yeah focus i finally so we painted our living room that's not my little accomplishment and then we left like all of our furniture our living room furniture in the middle of the living room for about a week and a half and then all it took was uh christopher's parents coming up for a uh, a weekend to get everything back in order and nice. that's what we did so now my living room is back i mean we don't have a couch we have camp chairs instead of a couch right now because i'm trying to find a couch but but what you have is arranged in a living room type setup it looks like a room where you could live all right well that's all you could ask for <laughs> there in you are room. yeah congratulations so, i'm proud of you yeah so we we both said after we we cleaned the entire house too and i was like we should have more people over so we like 
clean things. Yeah. You need the external pressure. Yeah. When it's just us, it's not great. It's just us. No, I'm uh, the same way. I need that uh, force, external force. Mm-hmm. And it's not you because if it's you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. But when you've seen the state of my home, uh, clearly I love it doesn't it. do it for me either when you're yeah, coming it's over. it's going to be someone else. It's Kristen. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. She's fine. She'll change our toilet paper rolls. She, yeah, she can clean our Which I did today. She can sleep on a pile of coats. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I have. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we should get into uh, uh, our meat. Oh. Oh, wait, yeah. Right, no, no, no. You right. need it. No, no. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. You said nothing, you didn't have one. I got nothing to celebrate. No, I want to uh, celebrate with you. What do you uh, have to celebrate? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot about your accomplishment. <laughs> that's the noise that Ian and I do when we're uh, doing Lucy's voice that she's uh-huh. like distraught that we're eating something without her. It's like, oh, guys, oh, <laughs> you guys are oh, you're eating steak? That? Oh, 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 Lucy never gets anything. <laughs> Oh, Grace never gets to share her little accomplishments. No, I have thought of one. Okay. I have it. I got it. All right. I called and went to the eye doctor. Oh, you went? Yes, I went last week. Because oh, because you have an eye crisis. I'm having an eyeball eyeball problem. Yeah. Yes. There's a problem with your balls. I got ball problems. Uh, so my uh, my right eye has been bothering me for a very long time, and I just like haven't gone. Bothering to the, how so? It. I wake up and it's like super super watery. Mm-hmm. It feels like something's poking in the corner of my eye. Sometimes it feels like there's glass in the corner of my eye. Oh my god. Yeah. It always feels like there's something in there. I've like gone crazy and plucked all my eyelashes out in the corner of my eye like that's convinced fair. that it was eyelash short like poking in it's, it wasn't it's a real thing that's a real thing that yes. can happen yes you can get like an ingrown eyelash yep. I like or you a, can get like a i forget if it's an sty it's a it's a trope now i gotta look it up hold on okay the music Jesus. okay yep an entropion I couldn't think of the name, but that's what it is, is a condition where your eyelid folds inwards and then all your eyelashes rub on the oh, thing. Oh, God. Yeah. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Good thing we paused the podcast for so long yep. to go look yep. that up. Um, I feel better now. This is like one of those things that was going to bother me later. Yep. But I was thinking, you know, it could be like a dry eye thing. So I got a bunch of eye drops, but it's worse in the morning. And normally mm. when you have like really dry eyes, especially from being on the computer all the time, which I am. Normally, it would get worse as the day goes on, but mine is worse in the morning when I wake up. It's like my eyes like dripping and it's just like really, really irritating me and I'm just like fucking with it and it can ruin my whole day. It really pisses me off and then I have to like go stare at my computer. It mm-hmm. just puts me in a bad mood and I just like haven't made a doctor's appointment for it Yeah, because I've never gone to the do- I've never gone to the eye doctor before. I've never had an eye doctor. I've always had perfect vision. No brag, but brag. Uh, brag. Brag, brag, brag. So it just seemed like an overwhelming task. And I also have the whole thing where it's like, I've gone to the doctor for other things like my hip pain and nothing is ever found. There's no solution ever found and no one can ever help me. So it's like, well, what's the fucking point? So I think I've just like not wanted to go in, but Mm -hmm. I finally, finally made my appointment last week because it was like an emergency at that point because my eyeball was just like, it really legitimately felt like there was glass in my eye. Yeah. So I went in. She thinks it's like this severe dry eye condition, but it's only in my right eye, which is crazy. Oh, and she was also like, which I laughed about. She was like, can you have your husband check and see if like you sleep with your right eye a little bit open when you sleep? You always sleep with one eye (laughs) open. You know me. (laughs) And I was like, huh, that's silly. And I told him about it. And then he checked and he's like, yeah, you sleep with your right eye a little bit open. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? 
so, son of a gun. Yeah. So Kristen is going to bring me, or I have to buy because she forgot it. I'm uh, sorry. Surgical Some, tape or paper, paper tape. Paper tape. Paper tape. To tape my eyeball you gotta shut. You tape your eyeball shut. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess I'm fluttering it open and then it's like drying out. Yeah. We do it all the time for people under anesthesia because it's quite common that people just leave their eyes open. That makes sense. And then they get really dry eyes when they wake up from anesthesia. So you just tape those suckers shut. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm just going to do that with my right eye and see if it uh, helps. Yeah. Because I think they'll help me narrow it down because, I don't know, it feels like there's something in there. But she says it's not that she can see and she has me trying all these goopy eye drops and blah, blah, blah. Your and eye looks great today. Actually, I, I, so I talked to Tracy about it. Tracy Atsuka from EDSG for Smartest Women with Tracy Atsuka. But she was saying that she also always had really, really dry eyes. They were always bothering her. And then while she she's working on a book right now, and when she started working on the book, she realized just how dehydrated she was because oh. she realized like how much water we're supposed to drink. Mm-hmm. And she said she started drinking 64 ounces of water every day, and then her eyes stopped bothering her. Does she have one of those water bottles that has like the marks like 10 a.m., 11 a.m.? No, and then I, like those like passive aggressive messages being like, you can do it. It's like it's fucking water. No, that doesn't sound like her. Okay. <laughs> I think she would hate that. <laughs> She's like, I us. hate that. Yeah. I hate when people have that. And I'm like, how? Why? Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to drink any water today just to fucking spite this you. Water bottle, water bottle, bottle told me to do this thing and now I'm not going to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. I think it would trigger my defiance. No, I use this big ass uh, kombucha glass bottles now. That's nice. And I'm chugging them. So I'm also seeing if that makes a difference too. It could yeah. be like all of these factors together or it could be something totally different. But at least I've started the journey finally yeah. after literally like a year of this bothering me. That's lovely. So woohoo! I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now we have meat that we need to get into. Yes. It is the meat. It is the meat. Can we do a transition? Cause yeah. I'm just feeling a little flustered. A little meaty transition. Yeah, let's can we do a meaty transition? <laughs> <laughs> meaty transition. Media transition. Media transition. It's a media transition. Meet, meet, meet. Transition. Meet. All right. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) from that transition. I'm glad we remembered those and we're doing them again. Yep. People love them. I, I... I feel better now that we've done that. Right? Yep. It really just really resets you. Yep. Yep. I am reset. Yep. I'm ready for this meet. All right. So our meat for today, like we said, we're going to give a little overview of the nervous system. Woo! Woo! Because I make a lot of comments kind of offhandedly about the nervous system. Yeah. And, you know, how to regulate your nervous system yep. and being dysregulated. But I thought it was important to actually kind of go into like what that means and what the nervous system is because it's kind of complicated and... I do want to, in future episodes, go deeper into like, you know, ways to regulate your nervous system, uh, ways to increase your vagal tone, things like that, that have to do with like neurodivergent specific dysregulation and like fight or flight and anxiety. It even ties into anxiety. But I feel like until we get into all of that, I really just want to give you know, do the nervous system 101 so we can all kind of get on the same page because we all have different backgrounds. And I've taken neuroscience multiple times in undergrad and grad school. And even then, I feel like it's very hard for me to kind of understand because there's so many like it branches off into so many different areas. Yeah. So there's a lot of big technical terms, too. So it's like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So I feel like today is going to be an episode of like getting our bearings of like, what is the nervous system? 
what does it do and like what areas are we talking about specifically when it comes to like being in fight or flight yep when it comes to you know having anxiety anxiety in your body when it comes to doing those somatic therapies that i talk about mm -hmm. that are like body-based therapies so yeah this will give us a solid foundation and then you know in the future <laughs> in the future yeah we'll have this uh episode to ref yeah you know Reference. So for a translation, in the future, yeah. we can all reference this episode if we ever have a question about something. Yeah, we'll have the foundation. <laughs> Ref. Uh, I also want to add that we're going to be talking about penises a lot, so. Yep, get ready. Get ready for that penis talk. Yes, uh, get your giggles out now. I can't. They're going to keep <laughs> They're going to come. Yeah, because we're talking about the peripheral nervous system, which is abbreviated by PNS. And sounds, if you say it quickly, it's you're saying penis. Yeah. Or it just sounds like you're saying penis with an extra syllable in there for some reason because yeah. you're being weird. Penis. I think we should change the name of penis to penis. Penis. Yeah. It almost sounds like you're saying pianist. Ooh. And then it's fancy. It's a fancy penis. Yeah. <laughs> who is musically talented. It just reminds me of the New Girl episode where Jess won't say the word penis and she's like, fear ass. <laughs> So, all right, guys, enough okay. giggles about the penis. Uh, they're going to keep coming. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. Uh, but, yes, there will be a lot of penises, a lot of... Lots of lobster talk. Yeah. Okay. And lots of laughs. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. This is this is uh, informational heavy, so we're going to try and break it up with some fun facts and some penises. About, lobs about lobsters. For I, have some a, I have, like, one major fact about lobster, and then it went into a deep, dark hole. And I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> okay. I got hyperfixated one day at work. Well... I was bored. Sometimes we get a lot of downtime, and this is what I research. It's important stuff. Yep. All right. So for today's episode, I got a lot of my information from Anna, the anxiety coach on Instagram. She's I had to follow her. an anxiety therapist. Yeah, she's. I love her. Um, she's great, and she always provides references at the end of her posts. So you can see like the scientific articles that all of her info has been pulled from, which is really great. It's not just like That's awesome. someone making infographics on Instagram. You're like, well, I guess I trust you. I, I hope this is right. Hopefully you're qualified. Yeah. So she does some really great posts on Instagram that really kind of like, because there's so much to the nervous system. Like guys, there's so much and it's hard to even like figure out where to start when we're talking about how to like regulate your nervous system. So she does a really great job of breaking things down into posts and kind of talking about different aspects of regulation, different aspects of your nervous system. So go check her out. And then I'm also using an article on verywellmind.com. This may not be like the best resource, I feel like, but it gives a really good breakdown of the nervous system, which can be very complicated. And so it's like really, it was just very well organized and kind of like a pretty simple, as simple as this can be explanation of the nervous system. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not trying to like take a dry research paper and like format it into an easy to understand episode, you know, because I have a hard time keeping track of this stuff myself and I had to look it up. And yeah. I'm I've, I've literally learned about this so many different times throughout my life and just, I feel like with all stuff in the brain, it's just like. I have no reference point, you know, because yeah. you, it's just kind of abstract people are information. Like, oh, the medulla and the hippocampus. And I'm like, those are things. You know, someone, a teacher I used to work with, Helena in Oregon, this will always stick with me. She was explaining the hippocampus for some reason in a staff meeting. We were talking about the hippocampus. And she said, she learned it this way. And now I'll always remember it. The hippocampus stores your memories for you and picture a hippo walking across campus to take your memories from <laughs> short-term memory to long-term uh, memory so it's lucy jesus christ 
It's the break-in in the potluck. Someone's here. Ah. Go away. Oh, my God. This scared the shit out of me. So, yeah, <sighs> you can remember it like a, a hippo delivering your memories across campus. I like that a lot. Right? I think that's great. All right. So those are my resources. And let's crack on into this. Yeah. So first of all, first of all, yep. first of all, what is the nervous system and why should I care about it? You know, it's like I'm always talking about it. So why should you care about it? And yeah. here's why I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So the nervous system plays a role in nearly every aspect of your health and well-being. It sure does. It's how your brain and body communicate. And it's what allows you to function optimally. So like be at homeostasis. It allows you to handle challenges and navigate life. It guides your everyday activities such as waking up, breathing, thinking, reading, remembering, and feeling emotions. And we all love to feel those emotions. It's like why you're a human. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's essentially. And like a creature, you know, because you can, you can have like muscle fibers and organs separately, but how do your muscles know when to contract and how does do your organs know when to digest food, mm. you know? Yeah, so it's like the communication network for yeah. all of that. Yeah. It's the Facebook of your body. No. 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 It's, a, it's, a, the, it's the text messaging of your body. Uh, it's the... We can just say communication. People understand yeah, the communication fair. network. Yeah, Yeah. I tried. <laughs> but I appreciate you trying to make it uh, relatable. The nervous system is made up of your central nervous system, which is your CNS. Yes. And that is your brain and your spinal cord. So your CNS is just the brain and the spinal cord. Yes. And then your peripheral nervous system or the PNS. <laughs> yeah. uh, good thing we gave that warning that it was going to yep. happen because it's happening. So you have your central nervous system and then your peripheral nervous system. Yep. And that's what we'll be focusing on today is the PNS. So the peripheral, the peripheral nervous system... It's hard to say peripheral, but it's also hard to say PNS. <laughs> you can pick one. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, PNS. PNS. All right. I'll go with PNS. All right. The PNS is everything outside of your brain and spinal cord. So everything that's not the central nervous system is the peripheral nervous system. Yes. So this includes all of the nerves that branch out from the brain and spinal cord and extend to other parts of the body, including the muscles and organs. Mm -hmm. So if you look up a picture of, you can look up a picture of the CNS and PNS and it will show, you know, just like a million different branches all throughout your body. It's like a huge web yeah. all over your body. Yep. And that is the peripheral nervous system. I have a fun fact. Yeah. About lobsters. Oh, here it is. <laughs> here it is. is. This, this is my it? number one fun fact. They yeah. don't have a brain. They have no brain. Could you imagine all that all that meat, no brain? All meat, no brain? Yeah. They have a nervous system. It's very primitive. It's very it's most similar to an insect because they're basically an insect. Mm. Some people you'll you'll see in diagrams it, there's something labeled as a brain, but it's not what uh, a brain like you and I have that has like multiple segments and it is basically part of their peripheral nervous system is just like an extra big cluster of neurons, hmm. which are the cells that make up your nervous system. And yeah, that's my fun fact. They don't have a brain. So they just don't, they don't have like cognitive functions, but they have more like automatic. I guess so. Functions. You know, I'm not a lobster. Like they don't have to consciously think like move my hand. It's just like their hand I moves. I think, I don't know because. Uh, You're not a lobster? I'm not a lobster. Okay. I don't know what the lobster's thinking because I'm not one. No one can know. Maybe we'll have to have one on the podcast. Yeah, maybe we'll guest. have to get a lobster's point of view. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Lobster fact. Lobster fact. <laughs> All right. The primary role of the PNS is to connect the, the central nervous system, the CNS, to the organs, the limbs, and the skin. So like we said, it's like the 
communication network. It connects everything to your central nervous system. So the peripheral nervous system allows your brain and spinal cord to receive and send information to other areas of the body, which allows us to react to stimuli in our environment. So it's a crucial two-way communication network between your body and brain. So it goes both ways, where your body is receiving input, sending it to the brain, and your brain also is sending messages to your body. In response to that input. Yes. Back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. All day. Yep. Like Facebook. <laughs> You're intent on using this Facebook analogy. So yes, just like Facebook. We all currently are active on Facebook. We love it. All right. So, so far, guys, just to like get our bearings, because I feel like already we're going to like umbrella down into more yep. things. And this is where it kind of gets like a thing within a thing within a thing, a bunch of sub layers. So, so overarching the big umbrella is your nervous system. You know, that's the big, yes. the big all encompassing. Yes. So if this is a family tree, uh, uh there's not one no, person no, no never mind no, scrap that it's, it's, a different, it's an umbrella go it's with an, an umbrella. umbrella and then for some reason we're gonna have a bunch of things hanging down from this umbrella no you're gonna separate it into two yep so you have the nervous system within the nervous system so drop down two lines dropping down yep you have your central nervous system brain and spinal cord yep and then you have your peripheral nervous system. all your other neurons ever yes so everything else all right so today we're just focusing on that peripheral nervous system the pns so forget the CNS forget the brain. Exists. Yeah, forget about the brain. Usually, we're always talking about the brain. Not today. Yes, we're talking about the body. Is that you? That was me. What is recording rule number one? Well, no, this I I always have I a promised... smile. Recording rule number two: turn off your phone. Where were we before we were so rudely interrupted? So All we've right. got umbrella. So we're talking we got about the PNS. Yes, PNS. Forget the brain. Yeah, we're usually brain. talking about the brain. Not today. We're talking about everything else. Yes. All right. We're looking at that PNS, staring straight into the eye of the PNS. Smaller. It's a. It's its own umbrella. Yes. Yeah. New umbrella. New umbrella. So under that main umbrella is now a smaller umbrella. Yes. This is some kind of umbrella mobile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, right? Yeah. Now we have to make this umbrella mobile. Yeah. I kind of want this visual. It's very helpful. It's very helpful in these terms. All right, you got your second smaller umbrella, the PNS. This one is divided into two systems as well, okay? So it's divided into the somatic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. The somatic system is responsible for carrying sensory and motor information to and from the central nervous system. The somatic nervous system derives its name from the Greek word soma, which means body. So that will help you remember it. Like I always talk about somatic therapies, body-based therapies. Bodies. Body. Uh, it's responsible for transmitting sensory information as well as for controlling voluntary movement. The system contains two major types of neurons, motor neurons, which carry information from the brain and spinal cord to the muscle fibers throughout the body. And these motor neurons allow us to take physical action in response to stimuli in the environment. So like if someone throws you a ball... Your motor neurons will travel from the brain and spinal cord to your arm and be like, hey, there's stimuli. There's a ball coming towards us. Put up your hand and catch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it will communicate to the muscles that need to, like your deltoid and mm-hmm. your biceps and triceps and your brachioradialis or whatever to lift your arm up and catch this ball. Catch this ball. So those are your, those are motor neurons. And then we also have sensory neurons and these carry information from the nerves to the central nervous system. So we're talking about that two-way communication 
So the motor neurons go from your brain and spinal cord out, and then the sensory neurons go from out in. So they carry information from the nerves to the central nervous system. The sensory neurons allow us to take in sensory information and send it to the brain and spinal cord. So like you touching, you touching something, your fingers have uh, sensory neurons in there and they'll send it up that peripheral nervous system to your brain mm -hmm. and let you know what you're touching. Yes. 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 And depending on where in the body those neurons are, like our fingertips have many more sensory neurons and receptors than our like back. Mm. So if I poke you in the back, you're going to be like, oh, that's a poke. But if I poke you with two fingers, you're not going to really be able to decipher whether or not those are one or two fingers. Mm. Whereas if I poked your hand with one finger or two fingers, you're going to know. Because mm. it's much more important for your hand to be able to like have that fine understanding yes. of what you're touching. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to your back. Okay. So to get our bearings. Yes. All right. I hope I'm not, I feel like I'm the only one that's confused by this and everyone else like, yeah, we're following along. Yeah, no, no, you know what? I think we should post some sort of infographic, whether we have to like draw it ourselves or something. Of the umbrella mobile? Yeah. Yes. I would love to make an umbrella mobile, but that sounds... <gasps> Paper mache. I was going to say, what if we mod podged an umbrella mobile? Yeah, let's do it. That could be our first project. I love it. I love it too. Okay. I really want to make this happen. I'm ready. All right. I have so much cardboard. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. Put on the list. On the list. All right. So to return, we have our, we're under the PNS smaller umbrella. Yep. And within that, we have the somatic system. Mm -hmm. That's what we just talked about. That's where we yep. have our motor neurons and our That's sensory neurons. Third umbrella underneath. It's, it's another smaller umbrella underneath yes. the PNS. Yes. And then next to that, also under the PNS, another smaller third umbrella. They're, tw they're twins, the somatic, but not twins, not identical. Just fraternal, fraternal, fraternal twins. <laughs> I get it. I, I understand. You're with me. Thank I'm you. with you. I right. am. Yep. It's going to make more sense if we post a umbrella. You're mobile. right. Yeah. And yeah. please refer to the umbrella mobile to get a reference point for yeah. this. Yeah. So then our other third little umbrella fraternal twin to the somatic system is the autonomic system. So while the somatic system is responsible for the movements that you do control, so the voluntary movements. The autonomic system is things that are involuntary. Yeah. So the autonomic system is responsible for regulating involuntary bodily functions such as blood flow, heartbeat, digestion, and breathing. In other words, it's the autonomic system that controls aspects of the body that are not usually under voluntary control. Duh. Right. So like if you start to go for a run, your neurons that control your leg muscles and making sure that you're flexing and bending your legs appropriately to make you run, that is the somatic system. However, the neurons that control, you're, you're now running, you need more oxygen to those muscles, so your blood vessels are going to dilate and get you more oxygen to those muscles. Hmm. That You're not like consciously doing that, you're just doing that. That's the autonomic. Yes, that's a good way to put it. This system allows for all those functions to take place without us needing to consciously think about it. Like, you know, even with breathing, yep. unless you like sometimes you'll consciously think about breathing and then it feels weird to breathe. Yeah. But when you're not paying attention, your body just breathes yeah. without you having to You're do not it. like, oh, my God, I forgot to breathe. Yeah. 
So that's not a thing. Even if you become unconscious because you're consciously trying to not breathe, when you knock yourself out, you'll your body will resume breathing for you. Your conscious mind doesn't really control that. And, and good thing because I'd forget all the time to breathe if I yeah. had to like think about breathing. Could I'd you imagine to regulate my heartbeat? Right, being like, oh, beat faster or digest. Yeah, it's like I forgot to digest my food right. yesterday. <laughs> Thank God that's not on our plate. Oh, Can you imagine God. more tasks? <laughs> They probably there probably was like a creature like that, and then it like instantly died. Yes, we would definitely <laughs> die. I just forgot to yeah, forgot to make my blood flow today. Right. Dang it! Yep. All right. So this is the last little drop down of more tiny umbrellas. I promise. Yes. If these are Russian nesting dolls, these are the last two. The last, although for they're twins again. Twins. <laughs> they're twins again. <laughs> I gotta stick with one analogy. Yeah, forget the yeah. Russian nesting dolls. Forget the Russian nesting dolls. dolls. Yeah, it's not the... like that at all. <laughs> Back it's to umbrellas. Umbrella, umbrella mobile. <laughs> yeah. Back to the umbrella mobile. So under the autonomic. <laughs> yeah. So under the autonomic. To the umbrella mobile. Yes. <laughs> all right. So the autonomic system. Yep. Within that umbrella, that's a th- the third umbrella. Mm-hmm. Under that, we have two fraternal, more twin. Uh, fourth umbrellas yes okay I, i'm right Jesus here Christ. i'm right with you <laughs> thank you and i'm sure everyone else is as well yeah. if if it helps you could draw out uh the umbrella mobile yeah. for yourself as we're talking see if you get it right see if <laughs> send in your umbrella mobile ideas yeah see if we're lining up with uh our vision sure all right so our fourth little umbrellas so under the autonomic system these are things that are involuntary yep we have our sympathetic system sure. and our parasympathetic system. So this is really when we're talking about fight or flight. This is why I want to talk about fight or flight, but it's really hard to have this conversation until we like give this base layer because it's like we had to work our way all the way down all these umbrellas. We had to rain down to the very bottom. We just needed like a roadmap yeah. for the nervous system because there's a lot of things... Mo- that we're talking about and 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 it's nice to have a big picture of yes. like where are we on a roadmap a mobile roadmap yeah all right we have the sympathetic system and the parasympathetic system the sympathetic system regulates your fight or flight response and it prepares your body to expend energy to respond to environmental threats so when action is needed like let's say we're cave people again yep you hear a tiger in the bush Oh boy. So when action is needed, which in that situation, action is needed, the sympathetic system triggers a response by accelerating your heart rate, increasing breathing rate, boosting blood flow to muscles, activating sweat secretion, and dilating the pupils. So those are all things that get you ready to run, ready to like fight. Run or fight. Yes. Whatever your response is or whatever it's called for mm-hmm. in that situation, your body's preparing you to have to exert this extra energy to like survive. Yep. The parasympathetic system is there to bring you back down after you've gone through your fight or flight. So the parasympathetic system helps maintain normal body functions and conserve physical resources. So once the threat has passed, this system will slow the heart rate in theory. It will to slow- like a normal rate. Yes. Right. Like back from. Yes. Yes. It's not yeah. going to slow your heart rate like super slow. Right. It's going to bring it back down to homeostasis. Right. Yes. So it will slow back down the heart rate. It will slow your breathing back down. It will reduce that blood flow back to a normal state and it will constrict the pupils. So those are all just re-regulation. And this allows the body to return to a normal resting state. The parasympathetic system is why you're always cold after lunch. 
because all your blood goes to your stomach because you're digesting. Huh. Your stomach and your organs. Fun, fun. Oh, so then it takes... It's shunting all of your resources from your outer body, your muscles and stuff. You're like, you don't need... After lunch, you're just resting and digesting. And you don't need to like be in mm. fight or flight mode. So you're going to feel your your arms and legs are going to feel cold because all most of your energy is going into energy as in your blood flow and all the actions taking place to digest food, which is a parasympathetic process. Mm. If you are fighting a tiger, you are not actively digesting your food at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And I that's actually, on standby. Yes. And so when we talk about fight or flight, you can be stuck in this kind of permanent fight or flight response mm-hmm. state where your sympathetic system is being triggered. It's agitated. You're like sensing a threat nearby, but because of, you know, repeated stress, because of environmental reasons, because of trauma, because of whatever it is, when we talk about anxiety, this is tied to anxiety. Your parasympathetic system is not regulating you back down to that normal resting state. So you're staying in that constant alert fight or flight state because your body and your brain are like reacting as if there's always a threat around. There's always a tiger in the bush. Yes. And that's kind of like what anxiety is. It's not just that. But, you know, at the Uh, nervous system level, that's what's happening. Yeah. That's why anxiety happens. Your body isn't able to re-regulate. You're not able to go through the full cycle of, okay, there's a threat. I'm activated. I've dealt with a threat, whether it's fight or run or whatever. Yep. And then come back down like that's a full cycle that like we're talking about that tiktok of an antelope who was chased by a lion and then he got away and then you can see him like shaking because that's him going through that full process of getting out of that fight or flight re-regulating himself yeah i have a fun fact yeah it's about a penis not the peripheral nervous system but an actual penis like a dick so we are talking penises we are talking penises all right what you got fun fact um, and this is what I learned in PA school, and this is what stuck rather than uh, important information. So for people with penises to have an erection and have it until completion, so to like Ugh. ejaculate, Ugh, so medical. Um, the parasympathetic system helps them maintain an erection because, you know, the blood is going to the penis. It is not, you know, a it's not your muscles. You're not fighting off a tiger with an erection. Maybe you are. <laughs> Maybe you are. I mean, Maybe you're fully torqued. That is different. That's not what we're talking yeah. about today. <laughs> that's your own thing. Right? I don't want to kink shame anybody. Yeah, but, to each their own. Yeah, but mo- most people are not fully erect well in the fight or flight mode yeah. because that takes your parasympathetic nervous system. But in order to have a- an ejaculation, in order to ejaculate, in order to I believe you said shoot and you gave me a little finger gun earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. Okay. Um that takes the sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. So in order to because it's always a test question because I feel like teachers are just weird. It's We're always it's with always a test question and so in order to remember it, which one's which is the point and shoot. So you point oh. parasympathetic to get an erection and then you shoot uh ejaculate sympathetic point and shoot that's what i learned in school that's like the one thing i remember super helpful yeah i'm glad i spent all those years in school thank god worth every penny yep yep and super valuable to this conversation in loans i have so much student debt and that's what i learned it was all worth it all worth it because now i'm here sharing my knowledge yeah it was all for the podcast yep 
paid off. Anyway. Do All you right. Have... Anyway, I got a little bit more. Yeah, I know you do. And it's probably way more important. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. That's the most important number one thing. You know, people are going to walk away learning nothing but point and shoot from this, po- from this I episode. I hope not. I, I really want them not, to learn know... about fight or flight. That's really what we're here to talk about. Listeners. Is fight or flight. Forget the penis thing. You have to, you need to remember and learn at least one more thing other than point and shoot. Please, God. It, it could be that lobsters have no brain. Oh, no, I have another lobster no. fact. One of my facts. You need one of my facts okay. in there. You need one Grace fact and one Kristen fact from this episode. You don't need a Kristen fact, but it'll probably stick in your brain. Yeah. I have a lobster fact. All right. Save it, lobster woman. <laughs> <laughs> We're so on the nose with the okay. main podcast. I just. <laughs> Talking about lobster facts. I went you down. Have any lighthouse facts as well? No, no. I just went down a lobster fact internet hole. Okay. And now I'm just full of spewing with facts <laughs> overflowing with lobster facts they right. taste with their legs okay <laughs> continuing okay so your nervous system naturally moves through different states of safety and connection like during the day as well as survival states like fight flight or freeze so like those are all natural processes that happen fight flight or freeze is there to keep you safe so it's like natural for our bodies to go through it However, when you experience anxiety and stress, this activates your sympathetic nervous system, the one that shoots. Yes. But that's not even what I want my example to be. Yeah. The one that gets you like aroused into fight or flight. Uh, Aroused. Yep. Gets your penis aroused. No. 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 That's parasympathetic. No. I. But your PNS, it gets your PNS aroused, your peripheral nervous system. Sure. It fight or flight mode, so more blood and resources to the muscles. Um, your pupils dilate, your heart rate goes faster. That is so yes. Yes. So when you're feeling anxious or stressed, that's it's activating that sympathetic nervous system. So you're in that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So we talked, yeah, we talked about how you aren't digesting during that time. Right. Because it's putting pause on certain functions of the body that aren't necessary for survival. Right. So I'll talk about it in the next part of this episode because I didn't want to go deep into it because I could. But a sign of you being in that constant fight or flight and having a problem with your, of regulating your nervous system is a lot of digestion problems. Whether it's like nausea and even like constipation because your digestion is slowed down. It can be having a dry mouth because it decreases your saliva output is decreased when you're in fight or flight because you're not like getting ready to eat a meal. Obviously, it can, yeah, it can cause a lot of digestion problems on top of like tiredness problems, heart rate problems, breathing problems, like a lot of different problems. But yeah, the digestion one I feel like is. Something that we don't really think about that's in connection with anxiety. But if you're feeling anxious, that means your sympathetic nervous system is activated. And then, yeah, your body isn't focusing on digestion. And if you're staying in that state for a prolonged period of time, you're not really going to have a big appetite. You're going to have really dry mouth. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, yeah, all these different digestion problems, right. which makes total sense. But you'd never be like... disturbances. Yep. Sleep disturbances. So while all of these states happen automatically and outside of our conscious control, like we talked about, you're not controlling your heart rate, um, they are influenced and shaped by your life experiences and level of stress or ongoing stressors in your environment. So while we're not consciously controlling uh, the autonomic nervous system, we're still putting ourselves in you know different environments and 
being surrounded by stressors that are like activating it so we can control at least like what we're putting our body into and our brains into. Mm -hmm. So if these stressors and experiences are not addressed, they shift your nervous system into a constant state of activation and fight or flight mode. The state of activation is useful for dealing with and managing stressors in the short term, but in the long term, it does not allow your body and mind to heal, restore, and relax. And we already talked about how that will obviously affect, yeah, your heart rate, your sleeping patterns, your digestion, your everything, really. I'm not going to talk about healing your nervous system today because that then I have to go into like the vagus nerve and mm -hmm. all these different things. Uh, and I feel like we've done a lot of info already, just like getting you guys acclimated to this complex umbrella system for some reason. But I just wanted to touch on like why why I care so much about the nervous system and why I really want everyone else to care so much about the nervous system and why it's so important to heal and like what you can do about it. So a healthy nervous system can be trained and nurtured to allow you to move back into states of calm, grounded connection with yourself and others, as well as allowing you to move through challenges and then return to that parasympathetic, parasympathetic rest and digest system with ease. By tuning into your nervous system, you can gently begin to expand and reclaim your ability to create safety, experience presence and range of emotions without being swept up in triggering or challenging moments. So there are things you can do to remind your body and give your body like some sensory input that you are safe and that everything is okay and that you don't need to be in this fight or flight. So when I talk about somatic therapies, those body-based therapies, because none of this is consciously in your control, we kind of do have to do body-based therapies, the bottom-up therapies, to first regulate your nervous system before you can cognitively add on more things. Like we talked about like CBT may be great if your body isn't in fight or flight, you know, it may be great for, you know, changing these thought patterns that are really like not based in truth and are, you know, really leading to some cognitive anxiety of, you know, spiraling about these negative thoughts. But that's not going to be helpful if you're not first regulating your nervous system. Because when you're in fight or flight, we talk about, you know, the unimportant systems are kind of cut off during that time, like higher level cognitive processes are also cut off during that time. You're not having, you're not able to use your full range of cognitive processing when your body's like just trying to survive. And so those, yeah, those higher level thinking cognitive therapies really can't do much if your body is having all these like reactions that are totally, you know, out of your conscious control. I will, when we do a part two and then probably a part three about this, I'll talk more about, I'll dive more into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Now we're talking about that fawn response as well. And we mm -hmm. see that a lot in neurodivergent people, especially of when you're in danger, your reaction is kind of to like people please, to stay safe by people pleasing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to talk about that one as well. And I'll talk about vagal tone, your vagal nerve, and kind of like how to tell that your nervous system is dysregulated. But for now, I just want you guys to kind of munch on that and yeah. kind of try to That was that was a big bite. That was a big bite. Yeah. But I think I think you explained it really well. Okay. Um yeah. Thank you. To recap, there's many different parts of your nervous system and then the one that has to relate to your body is the peripheral nervous system, the pre-nerves. Yes. And then within that, there's what happens automatically and what you voluntarily control. And under what happens automatically, there's fight or flight or rest and digest, mm. I guess. And yes. that would be, so the sympathetic system would be the fight or flight. And then rest and digest would be the parasympathetic. Great. 
But hopefully uh, you guys got that. Yeah. We really had to make it complicated by talking about the PMS and then real penises and for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just had to. I just, I had to share my knowledge. Add that extra layer you know, of confusion. You had this like nice outline and I just, I had to ruin it with my lobster facts and penis talk. But I have one more lobster fact. <laughs> All right. Lobster fact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their shells were once used to make golf balls what yeah how so uh, this is from time magazine uh shells left over after lobster processing are usually tossed into landfills so in an effort to make them worth something and keep money in the lobster industry a university of maine professor created a golf balls where the cores are made up out of lobster shells they're also biodegradable designed for golfing on cruise ships or courses near oceans and lakes wow isn't that great i didn't know that that's a fun that's fun a good lobster fact. fact yes thank you university of maine professor and lobster shells are really great for your compost as well oh it's an it's, an, it's an npr article they have a whole uh three minute listenable thing Nah, i'm good we'll, like I got we'll the post it in the we'll post it in the references it'll just be a more drawn out version of what you just said probably yeah, basically but- lo- lobsters are now golf balls <laughs> yep that's all you need to know lobsters are go. golf balls um if you've learned anything from this episode that's I hope my it's lobster fact that. yeah oh. uh Thank you for explaining that. I, I was welcome. a good refresher because I re- remember learning that in school and I remember that being very confusing. Yes. But now... I feel like this is the best I've the, learned it. Yes. Turns out when you do the work yourself... And then have to teach it. Yes. That's really... Yeah. That's really the only way that I learn things. Because otherwise I'm like, I probably... I think I got the gist of it. Yeah. But having to really explain it makes me have to realize like, no, I don't know if I do have the gist of it. I'm, I'm the same way. Actually, when I studied in grad school... I have my one study buddy, Melanie, and and she's a good listener, and I am a good talker. Yes. So we would sit for hours, either like at a Chipotle or somewhere, and I would go over and explain everything to her, and she would point out like, I don't think that's true. I think you have mm. that backwards. And then that's other people, system. yeah, other people actually wanted to get into the system, and I had to tell them, I go, listen, you're allowed to listen, but you are not allowed to participate. <laughs> we have a system, but and you can take notes. And if you see something blatantly wrong, then sure, speak up. But other than that, you're not allowed. And mm. some people got it, and some people we had to kick out of our little study group. You're not following the rules. They're explicit rules. This weird right? system. This works for me, and it works for her, and it's a mutual relationship. And if you want to, like, parasitically benefit off of that, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But don't ruin it. Yeah, don't disrupt the ecosystem. Yeah, I feel like the nervous system is so hard for me to wrap my brain around because there's so many umbrellas under a another umbrella under another umbrella right and so you hear someone talk about the parasympathetic nervous system but i'm like right right, well what is that because i know there's a central nervous system and a peripheral one but also a somatic one but also Mm -hmm. you know there's just like so many and unless you understand that they're all like falling underneath each other yes it's like how many fucking nervous systems do i have there's like yeah i feel like they're often talked about separately but not in relation with one another I think this is the first time that I've understood that they're all in relation to each other and mm. how that relation works. Yeah. Great. Thank all you. Right. So I yeah. guess I did a pretty good job. I'm impressed. I've learned quite a bit today. I'm impressed too because my brain has a really hard time with o- taking this information and like organizing it because there's so many different parts to it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Turns out when I do the work, I yeah. understand things. In grad school, I used to take the slideshows that the professors would do, and then I would rearrange a sli- the slides into a better 
to fit my understanding better. And mm. then I would redo an outline and then I would post it to our like student reference Google Doc so people could use it. Wow. I didn't do anything like that. I would just like rewrite and rewrite. I, my I notes. couldn't learn otherwise. I'm mm. like, I hear are some slides and I would just take each slide as like one individual fact of randomness. Yep. But if I could put them together in a cohesive manner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I have like, I can learn off a note card, the definition of what the CNS is. Yeah. But yeah, my brain has trouble connecting. Okay. How are these all related? Right. I, I don't think that's together? abnormal in the neurodivergent community. No, definitely and, and not. in the dyslexia community. And it's why we ask honest. so many why questions and why people hate us because <laughs> neurotypicals take why that's questions fair. as like a questioning of their authority. But we ask so many why questions because we need to understand the full system mm -hmm. in order to get it. You can't just give me little parts of it and be like, I'll tell you how these all connect right. at the end. It's like, Oh, these are all very abstract, separate concepts. Right. I, and I also need to know why it's important. Yes. You know? Why should I care about why it? Why do I need to care about this fact? Not just because you told me to care about it, yep. but. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know why we do something. Otherwise, I'm going to think it's just an abstract I'm gonna rule you made I'm going to forget it up. in a second. Yeah. And I'm not going to care about it. But yeah. if you're like, you need to wash the beans off before you use them because the juices are what hurts your belly. I'm going to wash those beans off. I did not know that. I think that's true. That's uh, I wash the beans because like canned beans. My mom told me to wash the beans. I think it's because the juices are really what hurts your belly oh. the most when it comes to eating beans. You just take a little piece of gas X before you eat them. But also wash your beans. Wash your beans. Wash your beans. Are you ready for the bod? No, because first we got to say goodbye. Remember? Oh, son of a bitch. Kind of like end this first. Yeah. Yeah. We can't talk about beans all day, Grace. Oh, sorry. I just can't help myself. <laughs> Beans and lobster. This is almost coming out question. to be a full main supper. We just need some Alan's coffee brandy and brown bread, brown brown bread, brown bread, and some snappers. Um, oh, a real surfenter. That is a real surfing. <laughs> snappers I, are hot dogs, by the they're way. They're with a red casing, and they're very weird, but they're very yummy. They're main specific. They're very main specific. Brown bread is disgusting. Who are you? I'm me. I've always brown bread is amazing. It's so you it's made bread it, in a can. You made it last time. Remember, we did our real main dinner, yeah. and you were like, "This isn't very good." It's it is a little dry. Challenge me on it. Okay, <laughs> you're supposed to like it. I don't though. So um, it's a delicacy. Were, were anyway, you, were you gonna say something about snappers or no? I'm trying to end the podcast. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, let's end this thing. Yep, this has been Weirds with Feather. Uh, a very a very ADHD podcast, a, a very adjacent podcast. Yeah, uh, it's podcast adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost in some ways it mimics a podcast, yeah. but in other ways it's just us it's talking just us. in a room. Yeah, it's just us. If you liked this for some reason, <laughs> yeah, what's going yeah, on? Please, See a doctor. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Please uh, follow and subscribe on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Playlist, I think. Any of the podcast facilitating applications. Wow. You can you also like follow us on Instagram. We post polls with almost every episode, if I can remember. Sometimes. And and then we are also have a lovely Facebook group with people who are super responsive and really supportive and nice. Yes. Um, you can also email us at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. Send in your warm -up lobster facts. Uh, yeah. If you got lobster facts, I'll take them. If you have um, a different way of categorizing and organizing the nervous system, 
I would love to see that. Yeah. I would also appreciate if you have a warm up question, you want to send that one in, go for it. Or yes. if you just have any questions or comments, feel free. We love getting emails. Yeah, we wanted we keep doing our warm up questions at the beginning of the episodes, and then we we're thinking like if listeners have questions about us or about anything really, yeah. just things you're wondering, like do kids play manhunt anymore? Yeah. Yeah, just send us in send us in your questions because they're fun. It's fun to have like a little warm-up question at the beginning and kind of gets us gets us going. And thought it'd be a fun way for you guys to low stakes participation. Yeah. We're not asking you to write out a million paragraphs. Yeah, just and make a it perfect. Quick just little like, question. Yeah. If yeah. you're just like, hey, uh, are slugs real? Just let us I will find out. <laughs> yeah. And we'll answer your question. Yep. So send yeah. Them. Lastly, if you would like to support us financially, we do have a go buy me a coffee account at ko hyphen coffee fi fi ko dash fi it's in the show notes yes uh this is obviously non-obligatory any little tiny bit helps even if it's pennies it goes all back to the podcast but also you don't have to do it we get there's inflation there's like a food crisis in the uk right now I get it. But if you're like a secret billionaire listening to this podcast, yeah. and I know you're out there listening because obviously <laughs> this is like the best content money can buy. Yeah. <laughs> if you are a secret billionaire, you should buy us a coffee or a few, yeah. I would say, because we're doing, look at all this work we're doing for you. It's for you. Yeah. And you're, you're the billionaire. You're just sitting in your ivory tower yep. consuming this and then going about <laughs> your billionaire business. And we've had enough. We want our payment. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a secret billionaire, pay us. If you're just a regular folk, if you do, ha- your, do your best if you can and if you can't that's okay yeah we, we get it everybody's in a different pr- place yeah that's still your best and we, we appreciate we you can support us you. by um you know liking our posts and following and just listening yeah is also very appreciative maybe tell us we have nice hair or something in place of uh monetary contribution you I, could i'd take give that us any day over money yeah someone wants to tell me that i have nice hair you do have nice hair thank you it looks luscious i uh, washed it it looks washed. It looks clean. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take compliments. Yeah. Check your compliments at us. Change your compliments. Whatever. Anyway, let's anyway, get on with our let's bird. Do this bod. So today's bod. I want your bod. Want your bod. It is the common mirror. Yeah. I think it's called a mirror. How do you spell it? M U R R E. Could be a mure. Mure. I'm calling it a mirror. Mirror. This this little guy, mostly in North America. Looks almost like a penguin, but it's not a penguin. It can fly, not very well. It's a better swimmer. And then for its size, the common muir has the most densely packed nesting colonies of any bird species. Hmm. And it's sometimes the nests are so close together that the adults who are like sitting on their eggs are like touching other birds on both sides. I don't like it. Like Too they're crowded. close knit neighbors. Yikes. You got to be like your neighbors real well. Yeah, I'm not interested in being that kind of bird. Um, so this call it has squeals of chicks, but then the main call is the trumpet of the adult. All right, let's hear here it. we go. It sounds like Chewbacca. Yes, it does. <laughs> sounds like a chimp trying to like open a can of peanuts. Right. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. <laughs> it sounds like like um a muppet that didn't quite make it to the muppets Mm. and he's upset about it like a muppet with his mouth sewn shut yeah 
like if someone put duct tape over Gonzo's mouth. A silenced Muppet. Poor Gonzo. Poor Gonzo. R.I.P. Gonzo. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know just like moaning was a bird sound. Apparently it is.